0: Welcome. I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, knitting, what I'm reading and watching, and even a little bit about keeping a cozy, organized home. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Everyday, at KristenEsser.com, or on Instagram, at KristenEsser. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so let's settle in for a chat. Welcome to episode 15. I have to confess that I almost didn't record today because I feel like I'm not sure that I accomplished enough in the last two weeks to have much to talk about, but as is my way, I sat down and made some notes and, uh, you know, I can make stuff up as I go. <laughs> now, some some stuff got done, maybe not as much as I wanted to, but I have to say that I am enjoying fall so much. It was 48 degrees here in Southern California this morning when I left for my walk and while I know if you live in Michigan this does not seem like anything to brag about. It is the coldest it's been this year. Now I also have to add that it will apparently be 88 degrees today at the high (laughs) so Thank you, fall, Southern California. That's what we've got. Um, but last week, it was just beautiful in the high 60s, low 70s. And I just think it's like, that is the perfect weather. I like having doors and windows open, fresh air, cool breezes. Totally. I mean, I'm not unique in this. I think, I feel like universally, everybody loves fall. Nobody complains about fall. So I've been enjoying that. Um, I feel like I am settling in um, to life the way it is with one kid at home and just falling into our routines which involves my husband and i eating dinner quite a few nights by ourselves and let me tell you you know cooking is simple and cleanup is simpler and so those are all good things but i'm still glad that i've got that that one kid at home and that the other two are are thriving in their environments but you know it's been uh, a fall of transitions and I just am so happy to sort of be settling in. So I've got my cup of tea I actually put a link to or in my stories my Instagram stories um a little thing about brewing this tea. So full disclosure, I signed up as an affiliate for Simple Loose Leaf Tea Company because, duh, they seem right up my alley. So they sent me a box of their um, tea sampler for free to try, which I am enjoying immensely. So I want to talk about that. So so that's full disclosure. They did send this to me. Um, so what's cool about this is that it Uh, This one is called the classic tea box and it comes with four teas. Um, There's a a green tea, an oolong, something called blue lady gray, which is black tea with um, bergamot, which is what makes something like Earl Grey, but also some lavender. I'm not usually a big lavender fan. in a, I love lavender in general. Not a huge lavender fan in food, but this is really nice. And then the one I haven't tried, because there's probably no caffeine in it, is Blood Orange Herbal, which actually now that I say that sounds really good. So there, it's a mix of um, black, green, and herbal teas. And one thing that's really cool, so you can see on the back side of it, uh, these little packets, it's, it's clear. And so you can actually see the tea. And these are just like nice big leaves. If You know, if you drink... Um, tea in in tea bags you know like Lipton it's like it's like dust right but these are nice it's like you can see full leaves that are dried and curled up and stuff so they send you these tiny little mesh bags super cute like two inches by three inches little drawstring bags and you make your own tea bag from this so you put like a scoop of tea in there you put it pull the drawstring put it in your cup what I've learned about really good quality tea is that you can use the tea bag you can use the tea more than once and that's the other way I do that uh, do with the, the whole leaf tea is my tea perfect tea maker from Tivana, where you just um, put the tea in pour the water in and after three minutes you set it on top of your cup and it kind of I always like to say it kind of pees into your cup. It triggers this little contraption on the bottom where the where the water the tea comes out. So, you know, so now I've got two ways to do that. But I can use the tea leaves uh, up to I maybe three times in a day. If I don't use it, you know, overnight, then I throw it out and I start over the next day. But um, when you start buying whole leaf tea um, or loose leaf tea, it's more expensive. I will be honest with you. But if you realize that you're really getting two to three cup, you know, t- you, that you can use these two to three times, it's really not as um, expensive as you would might think. So um, the way I guess simple loose leaf tea works is that, you, they've, I double checked this with them on Instagram this morning, you can get a subscription box um, and where you can, you know, customize it however you want. They have several black teas, herbal teas, a mix, whichever, I think you can, sh- you know, change the frequency. Um, but if you don't, and you can join that and then like cancel immediately. It's like not, you don't, you're not signing up for any amount of time. Um, like if you're finding, you find, oh, I'm not getting through this. So you can just cancel it or change the, the frequency or you can just buy tea in their tea shop. So, um, so anyways, I um, am enjoying it. It's very nice quality tea. Um, so I've, I'm so glad to sort of have this uh, tea in my arsenal now. So not an ad, you know, um, they, they, they did send me the tea and I'll put a link in my show notes, which will full disclosure be an affiliate link. So I will make, you know, pennies on the dollar to your purchase if you decide to, but, um, just, I feel like this is a good time to say with all my affiliate links whenever I you know do show notes and I have affiliate links you know I make just a little pittance on those but it does help support the podcast you know um, get a little bit of reimbursement for the time and that I put into this but I never recommend I never link to anything that I've not tried and that I don't love so that is how I feel about uh, affiliate links so now let's move on to quilting and this is why I was thinking I do not have enough to talk about I mentioned last podcast that I did a half-rectangle quilt for um, the Fat Quarter Shop, and that blog post, that sort of blog hop, was supposed to be last week, but apparently there was a typhoon somewhere which has delayed the shipment of the fabrics. I guess they were going to do kits for this fabric, and it delayed the shipment of those fabrics, so that's uh, still to be decided when that's going to drop. Um, The pincushion... Link-up that I'm doing with them will be this week, and um, so check that out if you get a chance. I have not been doing a ton of sewing except for the fact that I've been doing a lot of hand piecing lately. Um, you know how I love hand sewing. I've got this just funny little video I did as a complete um, spontaneous one-off about um how hand piecing you know kind of calms my mind if you can hear my dog barking in the background or the neighbors having work done in their house in the background i apologize but such is life over here right now Um, so back to the hand piecing so i love to hand piece i love that it's portable that i can do it in front of the tv that i'm not always in front of a machine and there is something about the rhythmic nature of the way the the running stitch that you do that is very calming to the mind and I feel like there i read studies they definitely have studies about knitting which is that same sort of rhythmic motion with your hands can calm the mind and it can be very meditative it's good for your brain um, I'm sure you've all heard that you know, as you get older and you, you know, we're all trying to make sure that we don't get Alzheimer's and dementia and those kinds of things. And things like quilting and knitting, they keep your brain engaged. It's just, it's exercise for your brain. So anyway, so this is a lot of what I like about hand piecing. Um, and you don't have to get up and iron all the time. <laughs> and it just is a uh, slow, slow stitching. I just, I love that. So I'm super happy to um, kind of give you a little, um, sneak peek announcement that uh, Patty over at Elm Street Quilt and I are putting together a quilt along for January 2019 and it's going to be a hand piecing quilt along. So if you have ever thought I'd kind of like to do that but I don't know where to start. Gee that looks hard. I don't really want to tackle a whole gigantic quilt because I just know I'll never finish it. Um, I'd like to do that, but I feel like I need some, you know, some help and support. This is like totally going to be your thing and I hope that you will join us. I know a lot of people have contacted me through, um, through YouTube and the blog and email saying, I'd really like to know more about hand quilting. So there's going to be a blog post announcing this. Um, with more of the details and then again, more details in January. Um, but I just kind of wanted to, to let you guys know that this is coming. Um, I'll tell you just a little bit about it. Uh, It's going to be a smaller quilt because come on, we all have lives and you know, I I really am hoping that people go all the way with it. It's a nine block quilt and there are four building blocks, like skill builder blocks, um, There's a, you know, just your four patch, half square triangle, flying geese, quarter square triangle. And then the other five blocks are sort of built on those um, basic skill builder blocks. And I am hoping to do some, and I'll say it right now so that maybe I will really do it. I really want to do some videos, some more videos, because, you know, when you're talking about this kind of stuff, a picture is worth a thousand words. And a video, maybe ten thousand words. I don't know, but it really helps to see things. And the skills are, you know, it's there's there's very few. It's, it's just, you know, how do you how do you start? How do you do the running stitch? How do you knot it off? How do you handle seam allowances? Um, and in so much of these kinds of uh, things, are personal preference. Do you like short needles? Do you like long needles? Do you wear a thimble? How many thimbles do you wear? Do you wear one on each hand? You know, so these are all kinds of things that, that we'll talk about. Oh, and the other thing that I want to tell you about the Quilt Along is that there will be, um, weekly link-ups for people so that, you know, you can make your block, because it's, it's one block a week, and, you know, it's one block, and it'll take an hour or two, you know, depending on, on how fast you are, and, um. And there will be weekly prizes, and we have all these awesome sponsors, and so there'll be weekly prizes um, for you to link, you know, link up, and there'll be a random drawing, um, and then some grand prizes at the end. So like, it'll just, it's going to be super fun. I hope that you join us. Um, make sure that you check out my blog for details, um, and Patty over at Elm Street Quilts. I will put a link in the show notes. And if you kind of want to get to know her a little bit better, she was just on the Pat Sloan podcast, American Patchwork and Quilting. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to that. She hosts something called One Monthly Goal, which I've one of these days I'm going to do. But it's um, a way to kind of set your intentions about what you want to accomplish in a month. And there's link-ups and prizes for that too. So that might be a way for you to keep... um, on track with something like this quilt along so you say you know my goal for this month is to do you know at least two of the blocks and then if you do that you can link up at the end and um, you know possibly earn more prizes thanks to all of you that entered the quilters planner giveaway i picked the winner this morning and her name is Susie. all i have is an email address not an instagram handle or anything so i will be emailing her and uh, she can get her free quilters planner and you are going to love it the last thing that I want to talk about um, with, on the quilting side of things is, this is just like this random little tidbit of, I was scrolling Instagram this morning, as one does, and I came across Center Street Quilts, um, her name is Christina, she's an amazing quilt designer, and she launched a pattern today called Geometric Leaves, and it is the mo. it's a, I think it's a foundation paper piecing pattern? And um, it's available on our Etsy shop and Craftsy. I have no idea how much, but they are so cool. These leaves are so cool. I feel like they would make such an amazing table runner or fall throw pillow. Um, So I think maybe I'm going to pop over and pick one of those up. But I encourage you to look at it. She has no idea I'm telling people this, but it was just such a cute and striking pattern. So, um, and it would be such a great way to use up... um, Scraps. If you sort your scraps by color, like she had one that was red, one that was yellow, one that was orange, and it would be such a perfect way to use up scraps. So, um, oh, the one other thing I did actually want to mention is um, have you tried a wool pressing mat? So um, Precision Quilting Tools sent me one, this 17 by 17, 100% wool ironing mat. And so the idea with these is that it's almost like pressing from both sides the wool when you press with an iron um the wool sort of pulls that heat through it and so you know how things are flatter once they're cool right so it pulls that that um that heat through and it makes your blocks so flat it is amazing and i was a little skeptical that it would really work but it does Um, so i want to say that i i put something in my stories when the first day i received it and i got Several messages of people saying it. These things, you know. There's many brands, but I really like this one, Precision Quilting Tools. Um, I have this. Did I say this already? The 17 by 17, which is a nice size, because you can put it uh, like next to your sewing machine, um, and it's thick enough. I think it's like a half inch thick what does mine say? It's a half inch and it's very dense. So you can use it, you you know, as your ironing station. People say don't put it on top of your um, cutting mat because if it pulls, if you do a lot of ironing, it pulls moisture through. um, It can warp your cutting mat so you can, so you don't want, maybe maybe you want to do that. But um, so many people said, I love it and it works really well, but it smells like a barnyard. It smells horrible. Um, And I have to say that I have not had that I was totally braced for that. I have not had that problem with this brand. I've also heard, um, well, and it says on there, do, where does it say it? Maybe it was on the back, that they don't really recommend using steam or starch on it. And it has been hypothesized that the steam, getting the wool wet is what makes it smell like a barnyard. (laughs) Somebody said they have one that was like stinking up their whole sewing room. And I have not had that problem. I'm not using steam. I'm just using a hot iron and my blocks have never been flatter. I really like it a lot. So that's it for quilting. So now I'm going to weave my tale of woe about knitting. (laughs) I should just drop this, this segment of the podcast. So I have been knitting on my tea leaf sweater <laughs> so sick of hearing about this right and so I was coming down the last sleeve I did the cuff and I had even texted a friend and I said I am vaguely scared that I I should have counted stitches um on this sleeve to make sure it was the same as the other this the first sleeve that I did but I did them so long apart and you know, there were decreases and that means math. And so I just didn't. I said, I'm vaguely terrified that these two sleeves are not going to be the same size. So I finish it up, I bind off, I put it on. Yeah, they are not the same size. As a matter of fact, I'm not even 100% sure which one's right. But um, one is very fitted and, you know, down to the cuff and the other one had some room. So I first assumed that I messed up the one that had room and then I was a little mad and I just started ripping it out. It's like it's I I had even knotted off the, you know knotted off the the yarn to um before I would weave in the end, just a little slip knot and I'm having trouble getting that out. And it just I like ripped it out in the most angry way. And then I went over to Ravelry and I started looking around at the pictures of completed projects, and I realized, oh, you know what? I think that was the sleeve that was right. <laughs> oh, I am, I am so frustrated with this sweater. It is really the first true sweater I've knit. I, I've, I've knit one other sweater. It was from Charmed, and it was the Weasley sweater. It was a child sweater um, that I did for Jonah one year, and I even did the duplicate stitch of the little J on the front, so he looked like he was a member of the Weasley family, which he kind of does anyways with the red hair and freckles. So the whole body of the sweater and the really cool yoke on it, I did that. That was no problem. But honestly, the first sleeve also I did not do the greatest job of when I even put, did the put the sleeve on. You know, there's some like holes. The, you know, when you do socks and, um, and sleeves, when you join them, it can be a little tricky to get everything tight. And I've just always thought, oh, I can go back and I can stitch those up. It'll be fine. And now there's part of me that's thinking about ripping the both sleeves completely off I don't know how I can do that because some of those stitches were held on waste yarn and I don't know uh I'm definitely going to rip them both back to before the decreases so that and then count stitches and pay attention and be a good knitter so obviously this is not probably even going to be done this winter, <laughs> it's certainly not going to be done so that I can bring it to my daughter when I visit her in Norway in a couple of weeks. But yeah, I just, sometimes I wonder why I knit. And that is the, the scary thing about knitting garments is that yarn is really expensive. And um, fit is very personal and you have to, frankly, I think the reality is, is that you have to make a lot of mistakes and then learn from them to be good, to learn what works and what fits, and that you should really make notes about how many stitches are on your sleeves <laughs> at the end. So, um, so yeah, I just, um, I shoved it in a plastic bag and basket, and I'm going to throw it in the back of the closet for a while. And um, I was thinking about casting on a pair of socks because yay, socks. But in reality, um, you know, I'm doing the hand piecing and I'm, I'm, I'm sewing up these blocks now so that we can show you the quilt in January. And so that's going to take um, that sort of handwork time for me that, um, you know. But it does open up a lot of TV time for me, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But, you know, I feel like there are certain times of day that I really do handwork, sometimes early in the morning, definitely in the evenings. And so that can either be filled by hand piecing or knitting. And hand piecing definitely is going to take uh, precedence right now. Another thing that kind of suffers when I'm really into things like handwork and stuff is reading time. These, you know, little hobbies, they all take up uh, that, that precious spare time that we have. So I try to kind of, you know, um, balance it out a little bit so that I don't get, get burned out on any one thing. But I mentioned last week that um, I'm reading this book by the author Kathy Kelly, and I was about halfway done then. I am almost done now, and I am happy to report that I am still loving it. It's um, The House on Willow Street. Maybe it's not in front of me right now. I think that's what it's called. And uh, it's turning out to be quite good, and I'm definitely going to read more by that author. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Um, And so that's the only thing, you know, that's my, my fiction book for right now. But the other book that I wanted to talk about is not new in any way. But in the mornings, I get up early, get my coffee. That's the time of day that I, I do my devotions. I try to stay off of social media rather unsuccessfully many days. But I like to have some kind of more inspirational things to read during during that time. And the book that I dug out recently that I am very much enjoying reading again is Simple Abundance by Sarah Van Brethnick. And... It's called Simple Abundance, A Day Book of Comfort and Joy, and this was a very popular book back, let's see, I'm, I've got it right here, and I'm going to tell you that the copyright is 1995, and you, ha- it's just, it follows the calendar, and so you just open up to the day, you know, for, um, you know, October 16th, for instance, and she just has, um, like, a little essay about it, and it's very, um, <sighs> I don't know how do I explain it. It's an, it's very inspiring. It helps you to think about slowing down, appreciating life, um, being creative. Um, like here, let me just read some of the the uh, the titles of the days: Bloom Where You're Planted, uh, The Gourmet Victory Garden, Cooking for Comfort, A Seasonal Feast. Uh, meditative handwork oh my gosh that was August 27th I never read that one home art it's very home-based a lesson from loss so these are some of the the topics and it's just kind of the perfect thing to kind of start your day it's um, simple inspirational reading so um, if you've never read it I definitely encourage you to I think the first time I read it I got it from I checked it out from the library and then at some point I'm pretty sure I picked this up at a at a thrift store or a library sale but um, I've really been enjoying that book now, a lot of you mentioned I took a picture one day of my, my how my reading stack was getting out of control, and I do have so many books that I want to read, and not so much time. And people start saying, "Well, do you listen to audiobooks?" And I do, but I'm curious if you listen to audiobooks and how you do it. Um, I currently do not subscribe to Audible. Um, now, I have bought some Audible books as I've bought, you know, sometimes when you buy a book from Amazon, you can get the the uh, audible recording for free or for not free but inexpensively and audible does have amazing quality recordings the the narrators are usually just amazing um so but I don't belong to that and I feel like we subscribe to enough things right now that I'm not sure I really want to add that to the budget and our library I live in a fairly smallish town and our library is honestly kind of terrible it's okay because I, I can get interlibrary loan for print books, but for audiobooks, they don't offer that. And um, so they have a pretty limited selection of audiobooks. And I used to have the, I think it's called Overdrive app on my phone, and and that's how you kind of download those audiobooks from a library. I always thought the interface was kind of funky. I've never really liked that. So um, are there other ways to get audiobooks besides, you know, just belonging to something like Audible or... Um, you know, getting them from your library. I'm curious if you have any suggestions there because I would definitely listen to more audiobooks. Now, the two things that I do like to listen to are the Quilt Fiction Podcast. I don't know that if you've been listening to that. That's an amazing um, podcast put out by Frances from the Off-Kilter Quilt, and it's, um, it's the one she's doing right now is Friendship Album 1933, and it's an awesome story about women kind of depression era, who are all entering quilts in the Sears Quilting Contest. And it's, um, she's, you know, putting out a chapter or two a week. And she, it's just, it's read by Frances, who I could listen to, read the phone book. I love her voice. And there's like this great music, the, the intro and outro that it's a wonderful podcast. So I love that. But, you know, it's like not, it's it's not enough. I need more things to listen to. I also listened to, for years, and I haven't done it, the Craft Lit podcast. And she's, uh, her name is Heather Ordover, and she's a knitter and uh, a former English teacher. And so she um, will take a book, a classic book, that she is using the, um, the LibriVox recording that is free in the public domain. And she does a few chapters at a time, and then it's like a little 10-minute English class where she will talk about, like, for instance, Tale of Two Cities, she will, you know, just kind of tell you kind of what's going on in the time period, words you might not know, um, like things you might not really um, culturally or societally that you might not understand. These kinds of things that that are fun about English classes. So um, I listen, I've listened to Pride and Prejudice, Age of Innocence. Frankenstein, Dracula. She's done all kinds of books that I wouldn't even like. Frankenstein and Dracula are not the stories that I thought they were when you go back and read the original ones. You know, uh, movies have done completely different things with those. So I do listen to the Craftlit podcast. Um, I'm kind of listening to The Count of Monte Cristo right now, so that's fun and that's free. But if you have any other suggestions, I would love to hear them. In the absence of something to listen to when I sew, I watch something, usually on my iPad. And I mentioned in the last podcast that I had started watching Pole Dark and I completely binge watched the whole season in the last two weeks. And I loved it. I love that show. As I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, I may have been like misleading. Or I said it took place in the American Revolution. I also used the word period piece like a thousand times, and I apologize for that. It starts off American Revolution, but it is not based in America. It's uh, Poldark go, comes home, as you know, the English lost the war back to England, and the whole thing takes place uh, mostly in Cornwall, um, which is a place that I really need to visit someday. So many of my um, favorite stories have come from Cor- Cornwall, including Poldark, and um, Rosamund Pilcher writes about Cornwall in several of her her books that I love, Winter Solstice, and um, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on the other book that I love so much. I will put it in the show notes because it is completely escaping me. But anyways, um, so if you're not watching Dark, do it. Go back, start from the beginning. And um, so that's season four. I hear there's going to be a season five, and then that'll be it, which will be sad. Um, I'm plugging away at Call the Midwife, season seven, not too much going on there. But the other dark horse in this um, shows that I'm watching, obviously, I love, you know, the Downton Abbey's, the Victoria, um, the Paradise, you know, all of these period pieces, let me say that word again. But I also, you know, there's shows that I start watching with my family. So is, you know, where you're watching TV with um, teenagers, I think I've mentioned before that as a family, we, with teenagers, we watch The Office, Parks and Rec, Seinfeld, and it's so fun to relive these shows with, um, with kids. Right now, um, we're doing, uh, watching 30 Rock, which is pretty funny. Over, you know, the years, I've watched The Flash, and it's funny because I am the only one that really loved The Flash, and I'm the only person that, that has continued to watch it, and I'm Um, sort of caught up. So it's pretty weird that I would like a superhero show. Totally not my jam normally. But I do love The Flash. I kind of like Arrow. And so um, my friend recommended Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I have like watched, and this is in the same universe as The Avengers and Captain America, that whole thing. And I've seen those movies because I have teenagers, They just, I just enjoy them, I watch them, they kind of go over my head, you know, it's like I couldn't tell you much about them, could not tell you the plot of any one of them. But I started watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I have only a few episodes in, but it's quite delightful and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to try to get um, Ben to watch it with me, who's not also really into superhero movies very much or shows, but, but it's pretty fun. Um, And so that's the other kind of weird, weird show that I'm watching right now. Um, And, you know, one plug again for obviously if you're not watching This Is Us, what is wrong with you? Catch up, watch it, acting amazing, the, the, you know, the storytelling is amazing, the whole thing, could not love it more. On the homemaking side of things, today I just kind of wanted to share with you some things I've been thinking about. Um, I have a friend that we were both, we've been talking about kind of who we were and what we were into like 10, 12 years ago. And so this is, um, you know, more in the heavy parenting years. All the kids are in elementary school or or younger and home. And um, I didn't work, full-time stay-at-home mom. And that's when like the blogging thing was really in – you know, kind of heavy. It was really, it was before other forms of social media. And I was really into reading um, Soul Mama. I never really got into Pioneer Woman, but a little bit. And um, Heather from Beauty That Moves. Just a lot of these um, n- natural, simple living kind of blogs. And I got really into being very um, environmentally conscious. I kind of moved plastic as much as possible out of our house. Brought in, you know, kind of the glass I want to call them Tupperware containers. Um, I went through and I hooked all of our electronics onto power strips that we would then shut down at night so there'd be no phantom, you know, energy loss during the day, you know, during night. And, you know, just was a little bit fanatical. My kids were all a little glad that I calmed down a bit after a while. Um, I was very into making everything from scratch. I was making bread from scratch. We composted, um, you know, all all those kinds of things that are all good things to do, but a bit labor intensive to keep up with. And some of them kind of slipped over time. And now that I feel like I might have a little bit more bandwidth available, and we're getting some, you know, scary reports about the, about the environment and climate change. um, You know, I think, obviously, there need to be big changes made. But what every individual person does matters, in my opinion. So um, I'm, I'm kind of coming back to these ways. And I'm going to do it a little bit over time. But the one thing that that sort of immediately jumped out to me is I'm a Trader Joe shopper. I love Trader Joe's. I'm passionate about Trader Joe's. I'm not a coupon clipper. I feel like Trader Joe's has good ingredients at very reasonable prices. And I just I trust them. And so the one issue with Trader Joe's shopping is that most of their produce is wrapped in plastic. And this has always kind of bothered me, but you know, I I like, that. that's my, you know, I go to Trader Joe's once a week, I do, I, I menu plan for the week, I go, on saturdays i do my big shop for the week and that's it and i you know for a long time really wasn't interested in in adding anything else to the mix here i used to get a a csa box which i felt very um, holier than thou about that zero packaging and i thought i would be the person that found out you know looked up recipes for how to use these obscure vegetables but in reality after some after the novelty wore off those obscure vegetables just got thrown away at the end of the week and so that was no good and, um, and that was the end of the CSA box. But I started looking into the CSA box again, um, and I might experiment with it. But I, what I can do is not buy all of my produce at Trader Joe's. And um, there is, there's a Whole Foods. I live across the street from a conventional grocery store. But um, there's also a Whole Foods that is not far from the Trader Joe's where I shop. And so I, I went there. And I used to have, I made all these little net bags years ago that you can put your produce in, you know, so that they can weigh it. And, and uh, I I went to look for those and I've been pushing them aside in the trunk of my car (laughs) for five years. And now that I want them, I don't know what I've done with them. Apparently I took them out. So I did buy one package of those little net bags at Whole Foods and um, which only held, you know, like three, there was a package of three. And so then I just put my six onions loose in the basket and my thing of broccoli just loose in the basket and got, you know, did very quickly, did all my shopping for, for produce. Uh, and, it, and nothing seemed really overly expensive. I think that Amazon has really helped them bring their prices down a bit. And I played around with trying to do my whole kind of shopping trip there, but there are definitely other things on the list um, that... Are way more expensive at Whole Foods. Kefir, Ben drinks kefir, and it is twice the price at at uh, Whole Foods. But other things were about the same price, or maybe twenty cents more. So I did the produce shopping there, and then went to Trader Joe's, and then you know just got any of the other kinds of things that are, that are my normal shopping. So that felt pretty good. So then I felt inspired, and I went to Joanne's, and I bought two and a half yards of um, of what's it called? Of tulle, tulle netting. And on Sunday, I just sat down and I made up 10 of those little produce bags because number one, I just needed more. But number two, I wanted to be able to have enough that, you know, I can take my four peppers that I bought and I can just put that bag of them in the crisper drawer and not create a new problem in my, in my crisper drawer. So that felt That was, you know, that's, that's good. And I'll see how that goes next week. So I've got a whole big, I've got now 13 of those little, those bags because I bought three and I even bought a, I even made out of muslin, a little bag for bulk things. So I bought like some black beans and I didn't, didn't know what to put them in last week. I used the paper bag instead of the plastic. I'm trying to use less plastic, but I did a little muslin bag and I have some vinyl that I had for some other project. And I, I saw this somewhere and I sewed on a little patch of vinyl on top, clear vinyl on top of this, um, little muslin bag that you can write the number, you know, for if you buy, you know, beans or rice or whatever bulk. So I'm going to try to do more things bulk and, um, and just kind of get the plastic out of, of my shopping. And that's the first step. Um, and I'll kind of let you know, as things uh, progress, I, I'm going to mix up some, um, some bread dough, some pizza dough, that, so that five-minute dough that you kind of mix up and you can just put it in your fridge and then pull it out when you need it that we're going to use for for pizza dough this week. Um, I used to make my own pizza dough, especially when I had a bread maker, but at some point Trader Joe's has pizza dough for like a dollar twenty-five or something. I think, I think it was a dollar, a, a little ball when it first came out, and I thought, well, that's so much easier. But you know what? It's wrapped in plastic, and it would be just – so much better to, to make it at home where it's got no plastic. So those are just kind of some of the little changes that, uh, that I'm thinking about. Before I wrap up, I did want to say thank you to Dog Walking Mama for leaving a review on iTunes. Um, I should have mentioned her last week, so I'm so sorry about that. And also, BP Knits 2 also left a review On iTunes I very much appreciate ratings and reviews it really helps other people find the podcast so please uh, if you enjoy the podcast um, feel free to share it rate it review it I really appreciate it and that is about it for this week thank you so much for spending this time with me I hope that you took some time for yourself while you're listening to maybe drink a cup of tea or coffee do some sewing or knitting or exercising whatever makes you happy Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time.